All right, welcome back to another episode of The Flex Coach. Today's guest is Ishver Dusko. He is a man of many talents. He's a DJ, podcaster, social media marketer, advocate of diversity, equity, and inclusion. He's the current marketing leader at Crave It and the author of the book, How Successful People Get Ish Done. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and consider following us on Spotify. Thank you. I think another important point to note is that um, the balance between the consumption of like cheap or artificial dopamine versus actually valuable stuff that generates, uh, you know, uh, a real amount of dopamine or, or, or dopamine in a natural manner. And, you know, I've elaborated on this before in previous episodes, but to kind of summarize real quick, consuming, um, you know, videos around entertainment or scrolling down the timeline or looking at lights and liking stuff, all that, all that stuff is an artificial way to generate dopamine in the brain. And your brain's kind of marinating in like a pool of cheap dopamine. But reading books, doing stuff that's really difficult, like it's difficult to sit and read a book. And, um, you know, Audible obviously makes it easy for us when we're driving or working out or whatever it may be, but it's still something that is difficult and you have to make a choice between do I want to listen to music and get fired up or do I want to put this audiobook on and really get into it and really consume information and yeah. that kind of decision is really difficult to make if your brain relies on cheap dopamine because it's an addiction I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of movements like nofap where you know you're drowning in cheap dopamine and it's so hard to get out of that cycle because it's literally like a drug. But once you get out of it, you start to everything, every minor thing starts to make you happy. Like yeah. finishing a book, you get a sense of accomplishment. You're genuinely happy and you genuinely build those connections in the brain that allow you to do things like that, allow you to progress. And that's something I really want to, you know, uh, reiterate. And I, 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 I aim to do more research on this so I can provide some, somewhat of a um, somewhat of an uh, extensive sort of update on this, but I want to hear your thoughts on this, like developing these patterns where you're not, you know, consuming artificial dopamine as much. No, I, I agree 100%. And uh, I think I think at first, like like breaking any habit that you've done for a really long time, at first it's like a shock to your body. Like your body wants to pop open your phone and like hop on Instagram just to scroll for five minutes, then go to Twitter, then close it out, then go to Facebook, then like do the loop all over again because you've done it for so long. Um, but once you're able to shake that habit and like be disciplined for an extended period of time, I'm talking like weeks, months, like two, three months consistently, then you start to develop other habits. So when you start replacing music, like there's a the random fact about me is I only listen to music one day out of the week in my car. If I drive six or seven days a week, one day, and usually Friday, like after I get paid or something like that, like that's my, that's my uh, compensation to myself to listen yeah. to music, you know? But awesome. every other day, every other time I'm in my car, and unless somebody's in the car with me that is not down for audiobooks or podcasts, but every single time I'm in my car, it's podcasts or audiobooks. And now I've gotten to the point where I've done this for years now, if I'm not listening to something that's helping me grow while driving, I feel, I feel weird. I feel off. I feel like a day like that I, food. yeah, exactly. Or I feel like a day that I don't work out. 
like a day that I don't work out, the rest of the day I kind of feel a little off. Like I don't feel as like fired up, as energized, as like ready to take on the day. Same thing with driving. Like I, I get to my destination, I'm like, that was kind of a waste. You know, I just drove here and like listened to music or like maybe sometimes you like need the quiet. Okay, that's great. But you could also be using that time to like learn and grow. And there's something that all of us like doing, like whether it's like marketing or sports or whatever it is. And there's content out there, like you were saying earlier, there's content out there that it's free to absorb. It's free to like download and, and listen to and learn from. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like self-development or self-help all the time. As long as you're learning and growing and something that you enjoy doing or that's your profession or that you want to be your profession. Definitely agreed. And while it's important to consume, I think it's equally important to apply it in a practical sense um, at, at some point in your life because you know, I've met a lot of people that know about every book, know about everything, but they've never actually built something. They're never, you know, they've never actually actualized that information or potential that they have. And, you know, I guess we're talking about the step one here, where developing good habits and consuming information. But I think 1.5 or at least two is to find a way to apply it. And it's, again, easier than ever before to apply it. You could start an Instagram page and start sharing your favorite quotes from Stoics and you could build a following because there's an appetite for that. There's a hunger for that rather. And um, so, yeah, it's also important to apply that information. And, you know, going back to the book that you've written, I believe that's exactly what you did. You consumed that information and then you applied it instead of just having it and hoarding it and not sharing it with people so you could be higher on the hierarchy, or at least be perceived higher on the hierarchy while having conversations or interactions or whatever it may be. But, um, you know, I just want to hear your thoughts on that, like the application side of things. Yeah. And in the book, like towards the end, I think it's chapter eight, uh, I summarize everything that the reader has learned. And I, and I provide clear examples. I think I provide three examples. Uh, one of the examples is how I used every step in the book as I was writing the book and doing the research to write the book. So that, that's kind of complicated, but like there's seven steps in this in the seven step framework that I provide and outline in the book. I obviously had to do research for every single one, back it up with data, stories. But as I was really becoming a subject matter expert in each one, that individual step helped me to like complete the book. Right. And I'll give you I'll give you like an overview of what the the framework is, um, and then like it'll make more sense. Okay. So this, the first step is self-concept. A, a, lot, a lot of times we hear people that are successful um, described as they're very self-aware. Self-awareness is kind of like a vague term because it means when you look in the mirror, you're able to recognize who that person is in the mirror. That's self-awareness. A monkey can be self-aware when they look at themselves in the mirror, you know? But what we're trying to, and I went down this journey of like trying to figure out, well, how the hell do we explain these people? And it's the idea of like self-concept. So when you think of yourself as an individual, and it's a, it's a term in psychology, when you think of yourself as an individual, there are different pieces and phases that you should break yourself into. There's your current self right now. Who are you right now? What do you enjoy doing? What do you hate doing? Uh, what are your good habits, bad habits, et cetera? Like in, break it down as fine as possible. Then there's your past self. Who have you been up until yesterday for your entire life? And start to identify any any themes, anything that you liked doing when you were younger that you find yourself gravitating towards now? What did you hate doing? Why did you hate doing it? What things, what moments in your life shaped you? 
Um, and then there's your future self. So if you could see yourself in a couple of years, what would you be doing and why? Like now that you've analyzed your past self, your current self, why do you want to be there? Do you want to be there because of other people and uh, what you see on Instagram and the flashy life? Or do you really want to do that because you noticed that when you were six, you loved selling lemonade and now you like selling shoes. So you can see yourself as a businessman owning mm -hmm. your own shoe store or whatever because you've always liked doing these things. So that's self-concept. And then that's the most important chapter of the entire book because once you really identify who you are in different phases and your different traits and everything, then everything else, all the hacks, all the tricks, everything becomes that much easier and you're going in the right direction. Versus me giving you all like the tricks in the book of how to become successful. And then five years from now, you find yourself in a position where you're just as unhappy, if not more unhappy because you did everything for the wrong reasons, you know? Right. So then I'll run through like the rest of the, the, the sections for you. And then each of these can honestly be in another book and they are other books, but I wanted to make sure that it, it made sense holistically for somebody who's trying to achieve any goal. Mm -hmm. The second chapter is about game changers. And this is literally what we were just talking about. Habits, rituals, and routines. How do you use them to your advantage? How do you identify the ones that are hurting you? And how do you break the ones that you might not even recognize that you do on a daily basis? And I outline exactly the science behind each one, give clear examples of successful people, and I share about my personal ones for each chapter as well. Chapter three is something that I call compound learning. And it's a term that I made up because I couldn't describe what it is or how it was that every single successful person learned through like this microscope and used the world as like their oyster to, to achieve every goal that they, they've ever wanted to do. Like if, if my goal is to become an entrepreneur and have like a multi-platform company that helps people then every interaction that I have, whether it's with family, friends, on the streets, just observing people, I can use it as a moment to learn and pick right. it up, like constantly picking up knowledge, you know, Amazing. so that 10 years from now, like all these micro little pieces of knowledge help me to compound over time. That's a and, perfect term, actually. And, like and successful people like now moving forward, when you have these conversations with people, keep an eye on that because you you'll start to notice like, oh, they used that thing three years ago. They took that used it a year ago they took that and, and it just compounds every little mm -hmm. piece of learning that you use compounds on the past piece of learning but unless you're doing it with intent then you're kind of just sporadically like learning and like maybe picking things from your past and like moving them forward whereas like successful the most successful people are laser focused and they know how to pick and pull from different areas of their life and then use string them all together to like achieve their goal chapter four is a uh, deliberate work and deliberate practice and the fallacies behind like, just because you're working, doesn't mean you're like achieving anything or inching towards your goals. A lot of people, yeah, sure. especially like what you mentioned a little while ago about people just being on Instagram. Sometimes uh, people say like, well, my business is, is I need to have social media. So I'm on Instagram a lot. Like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're scrolling for 45 minutes and you're not using social media as a tool. You're using it as like a piece of junk food. Just pretending you know? to yourself that you're working. I've seen yeah. that many times, man, with, you know, young entrepreneurs around my age that um, that are doing like six photo shoots a day. They're kind of doing, you can kind of see the pattern as well, not to be super judgmental, obviously, but just as an observer, you see a pattern where if they do the same thing and you, you see them doing the same thing 
five times, you know, five out of seven days a week. And they're not really moving forward. They're not really progressing in their numbers or sales or engagement. Then they're doing it because they think that that's what work is. Yeah. They're doing it because they enjoy doing it, not because, you know, that's something they should be doing. So exactly. Very, very important point. And then uh, going on to chapter five, or the the, fi- the fifth step in the framework is uh, self-talk, ego, and self-confidence. All There are three kind of different things, but they all kind of fit together. And it's this idea of like, ego is portrayed as something that's really, really bad in the world, and that's really harmful. It can be, but ego is also you're, you perceiving that yourself, like me-ish, I can do whatever I want and whatever I put in front of me, and I, and I know that it's true, and I'm that confident in myself. That's a little bit cocky, but it's also needed because the most successful people have that mentality. Some people show it outwardly, like Steve Jobs, he was an asshole. Some people show it inwardly, and some people show it, but cover it up because they're so, uh, they're like infectiously charismatic, like The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you, if you analyze him as a person and his post and who he's been, He's like that, you know, he's like, I'm the boss, I can do whatever I want, I'm the man. But he's so likable. So that like egotistic mindset or that egotistic characteristic gets pushed to the back. But he still has it in there and it's a big reason of why he's successful. And do you have a the, portion, sorry, not to cut you off, do you have a portion about how to become more likable? Or is that uh, kind of in this chapter? It's, it's kind of woven into ego around like, here's Steve Jobs and who he was it's important to pick up a piece of this, but it's, it's important also not to let it take over you. So it's kind of like the opposite. It's not how to be more likable, it's how to not be an asshole, if right. that makes sense. It's just um, the balance of like, between humility and confidence. I feel like a lot of times um, people associate confidence and er- or they misconstrue confidence with arrogance and they think, oh, you know, my whole life people have, uh, they look down on me or whatever it may be so then they carry themselves with with uh, a sense of arrogance and they don't realize that it's more damaging than i mean i was like that i'm, I'm 23 i was like that at 18 19 where yep so was know, i in a fraternity being arrogant being whatever yep. <laughs> and then I, I i realized like wait a minute this doesn't really serve me i might be winning like in my head i might be winning winning micro battles or micro arguments but in the grand scheme of things like resentment's a big thing and you know we've all heard this quote where people may not remember what you did but they'll remember how you made them feel yeah i think that's my angelo yeah yeah and that that really ruins a lot of relationships potential relationships or partnerships business deals or whatever so yeah and then the another part of that section which i was going to bring up also is a conversation that we were just having a little while ago around self-talk and the importance of self-talk so getting and David Goggins is probably one of the best people to use it as, as an example for this. And he was a big part of how I shaped the chapter. Whether you use self-talk as like, come on, motherfucker, you can do this. Or I kind of split mine half and half. A lot of mine is like my self-talk. And I outlined this in the book as well Is a lot of people before you ish sacrificed a lot for you to get here. Don't waste it by wasting your time. Like make them proud, you know? Yeah. Your grandmother went to up to second grade. Like you got to finish college. You got to be able to like all that sacrifice that she went through wasn't for nothing. But I also have this side of me of self-talk of like when I'm working out, like I'm really mean to myself. I'm like psychologically effed up when I when I when I work out. Like I don't have reps 
that I do, I just keep going till my body can't go anymore. And I'm not sure like how, uh, how healthy that is, but it works. And I always achieve like, like I always feel great. I don't have any health issues as of now. And I like my body's where I want it to be, you know? But I'm not like the type of guy of like 10 reps, five sets. It's like, all right, I'm gonna go for 17 today. And then I have this self-talk of myself like, nah, motherfucker, you can do it. Give me five more after that 17. All right, now three more. All right, now two more sets of that. And the kind That's of like a psychological Ooh, game, you know? And yeah. just keep playing with yourself. Um, and then the last two sections of the book or the, of the framework is six is goal setting and goal executing and clearly outlining a framework. A lot of this stuff is, is pretty simple, but most people don't use it. And they don't even, and write, it down. They don't even write it exactly. Like, it's just like, what is the framework of how you want to achieve X in a year and outline it month by month and mm. smart, smart goals and examples of how to do it. Everybody's like, yeah, I know what smart goals are. It's like, okay, well, give me one example of how you used every single piece of a smart goal and achieved something like pretty, pretty significant in your life. And then people are like, well, you know, like can't, they can't really explain it, but everybody knows these things. So I had it's to like include scattered it. scattered in, in their brain. It's not yeah. solidified. And that's why writing it down is important because you actually solidify it instead of having it in different parts of your brain in forms of like different sort of vibes that you've caught in the past or like books that you read you know exactly and then the last one also very important um support groups so it's uh mentors friends families uh online groups as well so like you mentioned if you don't have that foundation of a family like of a supportive family a lot of successful people that i studied as well they use they use their their colleagues or like their entrepreneurial colleagues or online groups text message groups facebook groups linkedin groups twitter group chats you know like there are other avenues for you to find like-minded people that are going to pull you up versus be jealous and like pull you down or comment shitty stuff on your instagram to make you feel like crap you know like get all that negativity out and if you have negative people that you can't take out of your life or that's family members then it's about navigating the conversation so it's more positive. So if you're with that one aunt or uncle or cousin that's always negative and always wants to talk shit, well, beat them to the punch. And before they start talking shit about somebody, ask them about something that they're passionate about or how they want to achieve their goal. And then you can kind of like use that compound learning of like, wow, she's really good at this. I'm going to take a little piece of that and use it towards my goal. And then it's like a win-win all around. They're yeah. talking about what they're passionate about. You're building a relationship with them. You're learning and using that for your future win all around that's amazing well i definitely appreciate your time um please let the people know the name of your book where they can get it and where they can find you on all social media platforms yeah so the book is called how successful people get ish done you can just type in get ish done on amazon um and on all social media my name is ish verduzco i-s-h-v-e-r-d-u-z-c-o and uh yeah great conversation man 